What up, what up? Welcome back to the Long and Hard Podcast. I'm Josh Blaze, and this is my co-host. Thomas Harrington. <laughs> I'm coming from you from Montreal, Canada. Thomas is over in Edmonton. And uh, today we're going to be talking a little bit about moving forward in 2019 and kind of keeping yourself relevant in the ever fast, ever faster changing world that we're living in. <laughs> faster, constantly. Constantly. Uh, yeah, kind of that moving forward in life, business, your career. Uh, and I think part of that is kind of preparing for the future, future-proofing yourself. Right. Uh, and I think that comes down to skills, right? Because mm -hmm. maybe your job stops existing tomorrow, which is <laughs> a viability being a real estate agent, I guess, right? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen right away, but plausible, right? So Everything is changing. I mean, if you're a cab driver, like what's happening right yeah i mean there'll be i mean maybe not in the snow covered parts of the world we come from but uh automated driving is very much a thing right so yeah that's true i don't know if you could drive through a whiteout blizzard with those things but who knows <laughs> i do believe it is specifically based on like being able to see the lines of the road oh god problem for edmonton and i'm assuming montreal's about the same in winter six right? months so, of the year man yeah. can't see anything so yeah. <laughs> yeah i think that like this topic is super important and very interesting as we continually move forward into i mean the middle of 2019 getting to the end of 2019 like i mean there's companies that are coming online every single day that didn't exist yesterday that are trying to solve problems that i mean may put people out of the job may build uh, or create more jobs. But at the end of the day, you starting in your career, fresh out of university today, 20 years down the road, are probably not going to be doing the exact same thing that you're doing today, I think is a very valid and realistic point, I would say. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I heard it out there. Where the hell did I hear this? Anyways, uh, a vast majority, I mean, they haven't really put a number to this because it's hard to quantify, but there's a very good likelihood you will retire from a job that doesn't exist right now, right? Hmm. So, uh, and the more you think about that, I think that makes a decent amount of sense. Uh, and to that point, I think it's more about, uh, and the point of this show, kind of developing yourself as an individual and your skills, your mindset, uh, and almost that bit of entrepreneurialism that's kind of spilling over uh, just because it's so mainstream into, well, quote unquote, normal jobs where you might not technically be an entrepreneur, but how that can uh, affect your life as well, right? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, it, it all comes down to continuously learning, right? Like you, if you stop learning today, you're probably going to be irrelevant in like by the end of this year. Like, I'm not saying that to attack you, Thomas, personally, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying yeah. a collective you stopped learning today and just went with the flow. I mean, things are changing so quickly that by the end of this, this year, you may not have the skills that are necessary to actually compete in the current workforce at the end of 2019. It's actually like, it's, it's, 
kind of terrifying to think about, but there's so much opportunity that's continually being created that it's like very exciting at the same time. Yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> specific to that is kind of, you know, uh, AI, kind of the threat of AI, right? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people are worried uh, that'll, you know, wipe out a mass, mass number of jobs, which is true. But, uh, and I mean, there's certain level of uh, more, let's call them basic jobs without insulting everyone that could be automated very easily and efficiently. Mm -hmm. uh, and to that point, you know, in theory, there will be uh, jobs around AI, right? Like, I don't think people should be worried. I'm not really worried about our uh, AI overlords quite yet. <laughs> but I mean, you know, before our time, everyone thought computers would change um, the, you know, the office workplace and make a lot of stuff irrelevant, but it created a whole batch of new jobs. Because, you know, if you work in a big office, you have an, I, an IT guy, whether in-house or sometimes you hire a separate company, but, you know, how many jobs did computers bring with them too, right? Right. You mustn't be reading any uh, Ray Kurzweil and moving towards the singularity and all that shit. <laughs> I mean, hey, maybe, but <laughs> I think there's a lot of hype in that space. too. I, I think people overestimate human ability to act as one for <laughs> the greater good, frankly. Right. Yeah, so but, very true. Yeah. And I mean, human emotions and psychology, those are all relevant things that are essentially like timeless. They, human interaction, it's not going away. And the better that you can interact with other people today, the better off you're going to be moving forward in going into 2020 and into the 2020s, which is pretty friggin' crazy to think about that we're already in the 2020s. This is... <laughs> I wonder if people, I mean, I guess, will we start referring to it as, you know, you say the 80s, the 90s, will people start saying the, the 20s? 20s, but mean mm. now, not 1920? I don't know. They didn't really call it the tens. So yeah, the tens, the teens. I mean, yeah. we'll, twenty we'll, tens. People call it say twenty tens. I think, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the twenties. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, growing yeah. twenties. We're, we're only fourteen years away from a Great Depression. Yeah, I guess from what <laughs> if history repeats itself, right? So. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, continually learning is never going out of style, and. That is one of the biggest points we want to drive home today is that you do maintain relevance by continually learning new skills and building on those skills. And then in addition to that, learning further skills that you can build on top of one another and build a, what do we call it here? A skill stack, essentially. Do you want to kind of talk about a little bit of what a skill stack is? Yeah. So, I mean... Where did we steal this from? There, there's kind of a corner of the internet that uh, talks about this, but it's a, essentially like you should be good at a handful of things and they, they kind of meld together, right? Like if you're uh, a good salesperson, for example, well, I'm good at sales. That That's not really an answer. It's more so you have some level of public speaking ability, even on a smaller scale. Uh, you know a little bit about persuasion, uh, people, reading people. Uh, dealing with personalities, uh, negotiation. marketing, marketing negotiations, yeah. like it all kind of melds together, right? And essentially, part of that is kind of making it unique as well, right? And then mm -hmm. that comes together to form your skill stack, if you will. So you should probably have like maybe 
five to 10 things over the next however many years uh, that you're not bad at or you interest you or you, you think will uh, be bene beneficial to you where uh, your career and it doesn't have to be in a super uh, conventional way either, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and kind of putting those all together. And I think, uh, you know, one of our 26 rules that is that you probably won't be the top 1%, but you can be in the top 10%. And if you get a whole whack of skills where your knowledge and ability is in that top 10 to 20% and you kind of compile them all together, well, you know, you're kind of a pretty good multiple way threat, if you will. Uh, and it, again, that's kind of the insulating yourself from the future where if you have a whole bunch of skills that are uh, multi multifaceted or can be transcribed to a different business or a different uh, industry too. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's like differentiating yourself and also like building a like, okay, let's talk about probably what the most relevant skills are going to be moving forward. Like personally, I think sales. Yeah. We, we both agree on sales 100%. Um, something that's kind of I've been doing for the last few years and I mean you've been writing a lot more too is, is obviously writing and kind of writing in a persuasive way that includes sales techniques within the writing as well I think that that's super relevant too what, what else do you think would be super relevant moving forward uh yeah, I would say, I mean, I think one that is really, really good, and this is one I've always struggled with personally, is uh, public speaking ability. Now, mm. you know, when I say public speaking, like if you close your eyes and I just say the word public speaking, you probably start to imagine like a Tony Robbins seminar, you're on stage, you know, presenting to thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. That's not really what it is. In a more day-to-day -day setting, like if you're not going to be a seminar speaker, which you probably won't, it's good to be able to speak confidently in front of like relatively smaller groups like mm -hmm. you know 20 or less because that's realistically what you'll come across on a day-to-day -day basis right and even your ability to present and publicly speak in front of a stranger right so specific to real estate you go into a listing presentation for a new mm -hmm. listing like you need to be able that is public speaking in a way too right mm -hmm. and confidently presenting your ideas um i think another one is probably going to be well, a good understanding of social media, right? Especially as a small business owner slash entrepreneur. And I think as we get like more and more towards kind of this sort of entrepreneurial minded economy that's coming about uh, kind of with our generation, you know, you, you need to have a personal brand online too, because that'll be part of, you know, I think that'll really replace the resume process and, the very, very near future where, mm -hmm. you know, you'll, you'll literally just send someone your handles on Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, I guess, Facebook or what, what maybe your blog, but whatever else. And that's what they're probably going to look at. I mean, they might look at, have you had a job in a relevant industry before, but I would say less. So I think a good understanding of social, social media marketing, uh, how to get yourself visible on there, how to use it properly, if you will. Right. Uh, and, yeah, um, those are the ones I, I can think of that are more multifaceted without getting super specific right. um, because, you know, they're kind of going to be like funnel, if you will, where you have your top of funnel skills that are more applicable to everything and then something more mid funnel. So for 
Josh, for example, Josh has learned a decent bit of code himself, right? Uh, and then for me, I would say probably one skill I really excel at is, uh, well, I call it Google AdWords because I'm an OG, but it is now called Google Ads, right? <laughs> and, and you know that the that's a unique skill set in itself, and it's something I've developed over quite a few years through uh, self learning and more importantly trial and trial and error, right? right. Uh, and I think that's a really crucial skill if you're going to start some sort of small business, even if it's a really small side hustle. Google is probably uh, the best place to start. At least that's my totally unbiased opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, like videography, we were talking about a little bit too, mm -hmm. like the ability to create and edit video uh, content. And I mean, photography probably plays a role into that too. But it, it does. I Well, we should maybe have the numbers here, but I mean, it, it is a well-known fact that every social platform is trending towards video in terms of people engage with it way better. They spend yeah. more time watching it. Easier to They're consume. More, exactly. It is easier to consume. Um, so, and I think that even works with public speaking because, you know, if you're getting in front of a camera doing something on video, mm -hmm. like you are putting yourself out there and that's kind of that being comfortable with that. Yep. Right. I mean, I, I know, personally, I know of at least one person or two people that have gone on and created like full on, um, professional photography companies and like had gone out and done full stack, like marketing through social media. Like, so, I mean, we're talking a little bit more about the, uh, the stack now, but, uh, I know one girl in particular, very good at social media, specifically Instagram, very good at photography. She's actually done some real estate photos for me. Very good at videography. Also very like confident and really good at like writing captions and stuff like that. And like the sales that are involved. So you look at her skill stack and how she's gone on to um, essentially target companies and small businesses in our hometown. Um, it's really, it's really admirable and she's doing exceptionally well with it. So, I mean, you look at like that skill stack, for example, or you look at somebody who's really good at programming and then also at sales and then also at writing, like, First of all, if you're good at programming, you can create pretty much anything your mind can think of. So you want to create whatever, the next Netflix, Google, whatever. Like if you if you have an idea and you're good at programming and it involves a computer, you you can create something exceptional. And then on top of that, you have the ability to sell it and get the word out there via your social media prowess or whatever or your your google adword see i'm an og too i call it google adwords too but it, it will be google adwords till the day we die and <laughs> no. but i mean if you're good at that sort of marketing too like that the online marketing channels like you built up a skill stack that essentially can you can build a business with very very little money up front like i mean it's exceptional and i think one skill that everybody should have today is the ability to kind of get themselves out there independently of social media. I think that social media is really good, but having the ability to have like a personal blog or something where you can have a portfolio of previous work that you've done or even like an online resume, 
I think that that's very important. And I mean, the skill that's required to building a website is it's, you don't really need to know how to code anymore. You know, you need to know how to like drag and drop images on a screen. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty, pretty much. I mean, I was even going to like a few years ago, I thought something like WordPress was like a relevant, you know, 2016 skill or whatever, but mm -hmm. that's even speaking of things moving quickly, like that's becoming more and more irrelevant because, you know, WordPress is so middle of the road and something like say Wix, has caught up to it where you can build something that doesn't look like it's on a drag and drop template. Yeah, uh, it looks quite clean. It's responsive and it looks like a modern enough website that you can get away with it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the other end of that is um, like a fully custom uh, build out website where you're you're actually writing the code of the website is and then that kind of in between like, I don't know that that gap like that portion in between is kind of shrinking, I would say, right. But yeah, exactly. uh, and, you might even part of this whole personal brand thing, even if you're some middle of the or, you know, middle management or middle of the road or like some, whether it be sales or accounting or finance or whatever you do. And let's call it like a more corporate job. Even if you're in a trade, you should probably own your domain name, right? Yeah. Like your um, personal name. Like yeah, joshblaze.com, thomasherrington.com. Yeah. Yeah, I have thomasherrington.ca because uh, <laughs> I'm Canadian. B, unfortunately, thomasherrington.com was taken. But uh, <laughs> so I, I think it's important to own that. And then, yeah, you can kind of do your own website that you own. And even if it just kind of sits there and maybe you compile, like, I don't know, show share your Instagram feed on there or do a little bit of a blog or you can... Uh, hell, even more of a virtual resume kind of thing. I, I think that would be... Uh, trend we'd really see moving forward. Uh, it's probably good to own info at your name.ca or.com, right? Mm -hmm. Just for like an email address to have, right? Like you don't oh, want to yeah. be, you know, what's your, what's your uh, email? I need to email you. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Josh uh, Blaze42069 at, uh, <laughs> you know, hotmail.com, right? I mean. It's beautifuldancer92 at msn.com. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, 100%. I mean, it, it looks really nice when I'm sending an email from Josh at joshblaze.com. That's, I mean, that's pretty cool. Like, And you can do it too for $17 on Google domains or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That being and said, G I'm going to start buying. Very expensive. What's that? I said G Suite's not very expensive either and it's accessible to everyone, right? So yeah, exactly. That being said, I'm going to start buying all of my Facebook friends domain names and then try to resell them to them. Yeah, me too. I'm going to go the Mark Cuban route of just buying up domain names that uh, <laughs> will probably be popular and make our money that way. So uh, yeah, if you want to, you know, Josh and Thomas's guide to starting a business in 2019, uh, go look up everyone on your Facebook slash Instagram, who's arguably the most popular, yep. um, gets the most likes, posts the most often. Go oh, buy their donut main name and then uh, list it for sale on GoDaddy auctions. <laughs> I mean, buying just random domains, it could be a business in and of itself. Like, I mean, I bought a stupid domain one time and I got called like a week later and the guy was like, this is worth about $1,500. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, like just stupid stuff like that. But yeah, like, I mean, it is very important to have your personal name.com or .ca or whatever, because I mean, even if we get into like malicious stuff and like, you know, you piss somebody off and they go buy a domain name and then start 
defaming you online or something. It's a lot easier if you already own that domain or something. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, I think they at one point in time had like a dot sucks domain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it could be Josh Blaze dot sucks. I don't know if that still exists, but I, I remember that specifically being a thing. Right. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah. you know, I, I think uh, an overarching theme here is these are all self-taught skills, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, something like learning the income tax act in university for your accounting job is useful and that will arguably never go away, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, these more intangible skills that you want to build up that require, uh, like, the, the, can you even teach them in a classroom? Like, there's not really uh, any universities I know that are doing a good job of it. And uh, most of these are more relevant skills that change so quick. There, there's no way you could feasibly have it as a university elective or whatever for say google adwords where by the time they write the book it'll be like two years behind what is currently happening right yeah well i mean they're not teaching you how to socially interact in school like i mean everybody gets drunk together and stuff but it's, I guess, right? it's not like you're actually like learning how you should be interacting with people and learning social cues and learning about body language and that sort of thing that are all applicable to sales and I mean, in in addition to that, like, if you take a computer science degree, they don't even teach you how to program. Like, it's mostly, it's mostly like, here's an application we want you to build. Choose the best programming language to build it. Go. And I mean, to be a, a programmer, you have to be self-taught too. Like, it's the technology in that industry is there's so many different frameworks that come online on a regular basis, and I mean. I mean, we could do, I could do a whole show about going with like hipster frameworks and stuff, but like there's so much that changes. And I mean, for example, I'm going to, I'm going to go full nerd here for a second, but like, by all means. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, t- Twitter, for example, when it first came out was built on uh, a language called Ruby and Ruby on rails was the framework that it was built on. That is essentially irrelevant today. Like it doesn't, nobody's building applications with that anymore. Um, and I mean, there's just these different backend frameworks that come and go like every six months and stuff. It's very, very like interesting to look at. But I mean, you want to be continually learning in that space because if you don't, like you're going to get replaced. If you're still learning, like, old technology from like the early 2000s and you're trying to make it applicable today, it's like your clients aren't going to be very happy with you. So like you have to be continually moving forward, especially in that space. But I, I'm kind of biased when it comes to that sort of thing. But I, at the end of the day, skills and continually learning, universal concept. And school, you take your four years and then it's over. I mean, you and I personally know, I'm sure, we can count dozens of people that are essentially going to be like, I did my four years and I don't need to learn anymore. Right. And it's not like that at all. No, you, you, you don't just shut it off this, the second you're finished. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, even thinking back to some of the courses we took, like uh, you have your, oh, what the hell, uh, management information systems yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or, for Edmonton and Edmonton area folks, I believe U of A and McEwen uh, 
call it the same thing more or less, uh, but that's supposed to be your introduction to information technology. And it is absurd how like it, it talks about a computer like it's a new thing pretty much, right? <laughs> <laughs> like these new machines that can do calculations for you and whatever, but... Uh, I think you and I took that class together even. I, I think you're right. I, I don't know how much we went uh, or, you know, we... we <laughs> how much, yeah, we were both at the in the class at the same time. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, and I think to that point is, you know, think about you know, there kind of needs to be an overhaul, I would say, in the university system, uh, just in the structure, right? Because a four-year degree, you know, you, you're kind of buying into the prestige, which maybe was once there. But when you think of how many filler courses you took, right. right? I mean, perhaps it makes you curious and makes you expand your mind. I would argue not, right? When you're taking mm. 100-level electives as like a third or fourth year, just to get those credits in that are requirements, like, that was me. That was oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I believe actually uh, it was a good day when I realized as a fourth year student, when I went to an advisor to check uh, how many electives I needed, I hadn't used up all my hundred level electives. So I think I took two or three hundred level like BS courses in my fourth year just to get the credits. Right. And yeah, you know, I, I would argue most university programs could be consolidated into like, 18 to 24 months of uh, actual learning uh, yep. about all the core competencies that you need and you would be well equipped for any job. And, you know, we kind of see that in like technical degrees from, uh, you know, like more uh, like institutes of technology sort of thing. And right. uh, th those type of institutions, which are really good, but unfortunately they don't quite have the uh, shine and prestige of perhaps an actual uh, commerce degree, right? Four-year degree, which I yeah. mean, it, you know, going going forward, I, I think it's more about well, online self-taught. Uh, I, I know something you've said is when we get to the world of coding, like most big companies don't really care about your degree. It's more what what no. can you do or write this code for me, right? So yeah, meritocracy is coming back. And I mean, like it's, it's a good thing because I mean, these companies care about what can you do. So if you're actually looking to get a job, like it's more about what can you do as opposed to what does your piece of paper say that you can potentially do, I guess. Um, so when you go into these interviews now, it's very more so technical and they're asking these questions to see what your actual ability is as opposed to Oh, you went to MIT, T-Tech? <laughs> like, like, no, like, it, it's very much more about the relevance of where you're at and what your abilities are now more than ever, which is, which is a good thing, I personally think, because, I mean, you get to really get the people on board that are capable. And, I mean, when I'm looking to hire people, I'm looking for a skill set. I'm not really looking for the university degree. Like it doesn't matter to me personally. It's more about can you do this? Are you good at this? And if you are and we click, I mean, you're hired, you know? Yeah, I mean, even something like real estate, I mean, people ask me what it takes to get a real estate job. You did literally just pay a bunch of money for a course and almost any brokerage will hire you because it's you're a, you know, when it's 100% commission based, if you 
sucker, you're really good. What do they care, right? Like they, they yeah. don't have to pay you anything guaranteed. Yeah, there's um, no investment that they're making into you. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, it, it's it's definitely interesting. Um, and, you know, even to backpedal a little bit to like degrees and stuff, like, you know, it's a topic that we mention a lot is Google AdWords and social media marketing. And I, I, I think we'll get into some specifics of that if you're someone who's like a some level of business owner or in a position where you need or should be doing your own advertising. Mm. We don't have marketing degrees. I took like one marketing course in university, right? It's I took a and bunch and they were you took super, more than me and they're super I, irrelevant. That like did any of them teach you how to like how to actually set up a Facebook campaign? Did they no. teach you how to set up a Google AdWords campaign? No. Did they teach you copywriting, right? Which uh, Absolutely for not. anyone in any kind of sales, particularly online or if you're emailing people, uh, copywriting is probably a good thing to add to your talent stack as well, mm -hmm. uh, which is, in other words, persuasive writing. Uh, and I actually specifically remember taking one some sort of persuasive or business writing course at university where we had to write a quote unquote sales letter and like it, it was laughable. I mean, the teacher was, you know, a, a nice person and all, but I don't think she had ever sold anything in, in her life, frankly. Right. And, yeah. you know, it, it's, it really just boils down to it's all, all self-taught. And, you know, I think marketing is probably one degree that we pick on a lot. Right. So, uh, oh, and, definitely. Hey, maybe if you want to go work at a really big marketing firm, do you need a degree still? Uh, maybe, right? I mean, yeah, that's kind of that corporate hierarchy world that you have to buy into and neither of us are into that and we would encourage you not to be either, right? For developing a more free lifestyle. But I mean, you know, I, I would put it a, put it up there that, uh, you know, I'm probably in the top 10% for Google AdWords. Will I be the top 1%? I mean, I could learn how. Uh, there's a few things that I don't know how to do on there. I, I admit it, or they're, they're a little more complex or above my, uh, weight class at the moment, but mm -hmm. you know, it, it's fully self-taught. It's been years of years of, uh, trial and error and learning as you go, but it does generate me. Well, a, a very solid income comes directly from, uh, my work on Google AdWords. Right. Right. I mean, going back to the marketing degree, did they teach you about funnels? Did they teach you about conversions? Did they teach you about like an offer and then having a converting offer on top of that? Did they teach you about email lists? Did they teach you about any of this? Yeah. Shit? I mean, no. you, you you could do a marketing student at any university a favor by walking into the their classroom and drawing a funnel <laughs> on the board yeah. and walking out. And yeah. I, I, you know, that that's an incredibly simple concept that, yeah, now that, now that you mentioned that, I would like, that was never mentioned to me, like the idea of a nope. sales funnel and that that's pretty simple marketing and sales. Like any company should be aware of their funnel and what it looks like and where's the top of funnel traffic coming from. How are we retargeting the mid funnel, the conversion, the conversion at, like, like you said, the conversion after the sale as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems like we're shitting on school a lot, but I don't want to, I don't think either of us say that nobody should go to school. I think that there's definitely things that people should go to school for, i.e. like if you're getting into medicine and stuff, I probably don't want a doctor that hasn't done their eight to I probably years. don't want a doctor who's like, no worries, I'll look this up on YouTube before. Yeah, fair enough. 
fair enough. Like, I mean, obviously there's still relevance when it comes to that sort of stuff, but if you're going to school to get a business degree and it's not like a finance degree or like an accounting degree, uh, what are you doing, man? Like, and, and we can both say that cause we both did it. I think. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's a good distinction to make of, you know, why should you listen to us? Why are we qualified to talk about it? It's, it's because we have the degrees and like when you, it's almost painful to think to yourself when you look at how, arguably useless they are right in, mm-hmm. in our day-to-day lives now we've also gone very much one side of the spectrum i acknowledge that too right yeah yeah but i mean you're, you're <clears throat> it, it's not yeah it, it, it's irrelevant extra irrelevant for us because we've gone a very different route than either of our degrees would dictate but yeah. it, it, it's still there right um I you mean, know, it, you could you could make a lot more difference in your life by taking that twenty or thirty thousand dollars that you're going to put in school and start a Facebook ad com- campaign tomorrow for a product that you've designed and learn from that. You will learn exponentially more than a business degree is going to teach you. I would say. Oh, uh, absolutely. And I mean, you know, if you, yeah, what, what, what number did you say? 25,000? Yeah, I said 20 to 30,000. Yeah. So, I mean, let's pretend, let's say 30,000 on the high end of things. Like, w- yeah. what are you going to do with the other $29,000, right? You, <laughs> you, you can very easily trial start your business idea for honestly a couple hundred bucks, if not that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, there's a lot of ways to do that. That's been covered. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll kind of just re- rehash it on here uh, to provide some value. But uh, yeah. I mean, a website kinda... costs you a domain costs you 17 bucks Canadian. Yeah, hosting costs you like 150 maybe a, a year. Mm-hmm. Like well, and, and there's you can even do something without buying inventory or designing it. You you can do it's called like a fake out page, but basically where uh, when someone goes to check out. I mean, you, you essentially say it's not available or out of stock and you get them to sign up for your email list. Yep. If you track the click-throughs on that, you know, you can gauge if people will actually be interested in purchasing whatever. Uh, Bro, did you do. read the four-hour work week? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Don't, like... Yeah, so uh, if there's a reading list that we put together for this show... Uh, there will also be a do not read list. And uh, <laughs> at the top of that would probably be the four hour work week. Now it brings up an interesting concept at the very least of, you know, it poses the question of if you work 40 hours a week to make $40,000 a year or doing some grinding it out at some job you really don't like, or you make 40 grand a year selling, I don't know, like blue collared t-shirts on the internet, mm-hmm. who is happier, who has more freedom? Well, that's actually a good lesson, but I just equated that to you in about 30 seconds, right? Yeah. Uh, the book does have, like, it gives a good mindset shift, but yeah, like, you well, are not going to be working four hours a week, that's for sure. Yeah. And, you know, any, like, there, I don't think there's any successful person or even, like, medium successful who's, who's working a four, four hours in a week, mm-hmm. right? So I would say get that uh, idea out of, your head for sure. And I, I think, uh, you know, Tim Ferriss is actually very interesting and there's a lot you can learn from him, but 
you know, there's kind of the Robert Kiyosaki's of the world and uh, mm. Jordan Belfort's who who are selling you, you know, a get rich quick scheme, if you will. Uh, and I think the four hour work week, in all honesty, is right in the middle, leaning towards that, right? Mm. And we're, we're trying to be the other end of that spectrum of giving a little more honest advice of, you know, it might not work perfectly the first time. It might take a yeah. few tries, but, yeah. you know, it is doable. I mean, that kind of segues into our next point about like online learning courses and stuff like instead of going to university there are definitely amazing courses out there that you can take on pretty much any subject i mean and there's more that are coming online every single day however um there's a lot of the get rich quick uh this is how you build a six-figure business in two-week type courses out there and um i mean you got to be obviously like you got to use your head when it comes to this sort of stuff but there is a huge push towards i think online learning resources that are like i mean there's a lot of resources for example on udemy there's a lot of like universities in the states now that are doing like full open courseware where if you really want to learn about a subject you can go take like a computer science introductory class if you wanted to for free and even get a certificate at the end of it for like 90 bucks or something if you go through the entire course. Like, right. I was I, I couldn't think of the name, but Udemy is uh, kind of the big one, correct? Yeah, Udemy, yeah. Uh, Udacity, um, yeah. even LinkedIn's doing a thing now. They had, I think they bought lynda.com, or I could be wrong about that, but they, they're doing like LinkedIn learning stuff now too. Like, okay. Yeah. There's a lot of investment going towards this type of like de-universitification. <laughs> <laughs> I just new word. We'll uh, our, we'll get our imaginary producer to look that up on uh, dictionary.com for us. <laughs> you put it on dictionary.com. Yeah, uh, credit it to the long and hard podcast. But <laughs> there's there's definitely a push away from university when it comes to this stuff because I think that there's a lot of people in Silicon Valley and people that have created these companies that are kind of disenfranchised with it too. Like we're not the only ones that are saying this. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's, you know, it, it's almost like contrarian in a lot of ways, but mm. uh, I think it's, you know, kind of good advice. And I, this is a very easy thing to say being on the other side of it. But, you know, if I had started as a realtor right at 18 with a high school diploma, which is the minimum requirement for those of you wondering, <laughs> like, you know, that would mean I would be what, seven years into my career, I think I'd be pretty far ahead. But the I guess the argue, counter argument is, well, you know, university did kind of shape me in this direction in many ways. But mm -hmm. uh, I, I think the knowledge that we walked out of, you know, McEwen, grade school, the knowledge we walked out of there with and, you know, it, any university across, I mean, the world, minus a few select degrees. If you look at like, okay, what was the actual good knowledge that you learned? You could probably compact that very easily into like 12 Udemy courses mm. that are $97 plus applicable taxes and you get a certificate at the end, right? So, yeah. you know, it, it, is it something, and this kind of ties, you know, we're kind of looking at something like a talent stack, which is kind of an abstract concept. And you're, if you want to develop any, any of the things we talked about here, like it's going to be 100% self-taught, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of good resources out there. And now 
you know, it's interesting to think about this kind of LinkedIn learning, your Udemy, your Udacity, right? Yep. Those coming together in uh, in a more formal way, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. So basically picking your skills, your options you want to learn about and, you know, building, obtaining, a, portfolio kind of. building a portfolio of yeah. courses and knowledge that you've acquired, but in a very, uh, you know, pay as you go kind of way, honestly, to, to call it what it is. Right. It's like, I got 15 bucks I want to spend that's burning a hole in my pocket. Might as well go, go buy a course. I mean, there's obviously bullshit courses on there too. Don't get me wrong, but there are very good like programming courses. You can learn frameworks. You can learn a lot of different stuff when it comes to like marketing, sales, even real estate and asset um, investment, finance like all that stuff. Like, Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, it's how do you distinguish the BS from what might actually be good mm -hmm. courses out there? And it, and it is hard to vet, right? Because everyone's out there, you know, flexing their rented Lamborghinis or whatever. I think something like, like if you want to learn coding or something that's uh, arguably concrete, mm -hmm. that one's harder to go wrong with. Yeah. Uh, but when you're trying to learn sales, uh, oh, copywriting, yeah. Yeah. How to start an online business, how to build your first online, you know, e-commerce store or whatever. Like there's a, there is a lot of crap out there. Right. Um, and it, you know, I would say a, well, do your own research. Uh, you know, when our recommended reading list comes out, we should hopefully have a few people on there who are useful for this sort of thing. Mm. Um, but you know, you, it's easy to tell if you're good at reading people who actually walks the walk by how they talk about it. And I would say it, it's kind of an inverse of what you might think. So the more someone talks about how much they're going to teach you and these new sales techniques and how great their courses, it's probably the opposite. Right. Mm. And I, I would say more kind of the people who are in the middle, like, Hey, here's my e-commerce course. Take it. Don't take it. This is what it'll teach you. Right. Here's kind of the, the breakdown. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to take any shots at anybody, but probably don't buy a course on how to make a course. <laughs> there, you know, I mean, uh, our dads and the generation before that us, you know, they had to watch infomercials, uh, you know, on, on what, whatever channel or on the channel channel, uh, mm. where it was, yeah, it was that where you would call in and buy a booklet taught you how to get rich by making a booklet on how to get rich sort of thing. Like, yeah. and now you have the 2019 version of that, uh, for sure. <laughs> right. Get rich some courses on how to make courses online. <laughs> well, I mean, it goes back to rich dad, poor dad, man. It's like how to write a book on how to get rich, but get rich off the book you were selling in the first place. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of a weird oxymoron. And I, I mean, a lot of that, you know, the copy and the the message of those sort of advertisements, like you can probably pick up that it's selling you a get rich quick scheme. And that is probably your first clue that it, that it's not what it says it is, or it's not going to live up to expectations. <laughs> Anything else you want to touch on for this episode? <laughs> lot of good stuff 
Yeah, I think we got some good places to start. Um, one more thing I wanted to talk about here was, oh, uh, a good place to know where to look when you're trying to learn online is, you know, and we're trying to practice this too, whether it be together or for me and some, uh, you know, real estate content I'm working on now. Mm. The There's the knowledge out there that you should give away 90% of your information and advice for free. Right? Oh, this is a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. And the charge for kind of that top 10% or that extra, right? So, yeah. uh, and you know, I, I think uh, Gary V is probably the first person who really, you know, put their thumb on, on this item and really professes it, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you give away that much knowledge, people will find what you're saying useful. And more often than not, uh, that extra piece of knowledge that you still have is only like only an ex true expert can do that. But someone who is giving away a lot of their knowledge and content and courses or not courses, but information for free, that's probably someone worth listening to because, you know, they know that number one, only a small percent of people will actually act on that. Mm -hmm. So they kind of have nothing to lose. And if someone, you know, really maxes out their knowledge, they might be calling you up to work with you. Right. Right. And I, I would say part of that too is, before you go start buying, you know, a $10,000 coaching program from Robert Kiyosaki or whoever, um, max out the free knowledge that's out there. there. There's a lot out there. There's a lot of great resources, podcast, uh, podcasts online, YouTube, blogs. Uh, and I, you know, it's really boils down to your execution on a subject. And that's a big part of how we've learned, right? Like you can read all day about how to write a good ad or whatever, but unless right. you actually practice, unless you actually go out and try to put together your first Facebook campaign, there's going to be glitches and bumps. You need to actually go through the motions to, and that's a big part of learning, right? So I've actually, uh, you know, I read a lot about Google AdWords when we first started it about two and a half years ago for our business mm -hmm. uh, together selling real estate and since then, I actually haven't done a lot of reading on it. It's more so indirectly, I guess, in terms of reading more about copywriting, but learning how to better target uh, sp specific uh, wording, I guess, is it. And, you know, without getting into it too much, but, uh, you know, there there is a lot of good free knowledge out there. And the people giving away a lot of free knowledge are probably the ones worth listening to. And they're probably also the good people, like the people that are actually good at sales because it, it's literally a technique. Like obviously you give away information. There's a there's a tenant of reciprocity, right? Like I give you something, you're more likely to give me something back at the end of the day. And if it's something that you can act on and that's actually gives you results, you're even more likely to come back to me at the end of the day. Yeah, so I mean, to kind of wrap it all up here, uh, school is uh, bullshit, drop out right now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the best way to keep yourself moving forward to prepare for the future to improve yourself is continuous learning, I guess, is really the... The, the underlying theme, I think, for sure. Yeah, yeah, continually learning, never thinking you're done. And then... On top of that, just making sure that you are always kind of looking for the next thing and kind of looking where the ball is going. Um, I think we said this in the last take of this podcast, but going where the puck is going to be the Wayne Gretzky tenant or whatever. Like you want to be continually on the lookout as to where industries are moving and kind of like, I mean, 
how did Bill Gates become worth $90 billion? He saw where computers were going before anybody else. Same thing with Steve Jobs. Same thing with Jeff Bezos when he was building Amazon. He saw that the internet was not going away and it was only going to get bigger. So looking for that sort of thing too, right? Like you don't want to be sitting back and chilling out. You want to be, what are the trends? What's new? What's actually going to stick? What are people actually buying into? And keeping that in mind as well too. I think we could do a whole show about that one, which is like the successful people that have really been going the direction before anybody else was because they had this like undying belief in like what potential is out there for their technology or their business or whatever it may be too. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably a good uh, spot to end this, this show. I agree. Pretty good show, man. Lots of, uh, not a lot of show notes, but a pretty good show. So, (laughs) <laughs> I think so. I mean, we're getting a little less clunky, hopefully. So if you listen from uh, episode one onward, <laughs> we're we're getting a little smoother here. Um, yeah, that was a good groove. I think uh, this is more the route we want to go. You know, the overall name of this podcast and stuff was to discuss and get into these topics and what it means for us and for you. And we'll kind of, uh, I'd also like to do a few episodes on some more specific um, advice like here's your uh, here's your Google AdWords episode here's your Facebook Ads episode yeah, how to build a business on for two hundred dollars or less or something like that too. Mm, yeah something like that <laughs> that's good actually um, yeah. cool man all right well we'll uh, sign this off for now so I'm Thomas and I'm Josh and we will uh, chat with you next time yeah man keep it long and hard. Ha, 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 ha.